Well, we see, hear, and say no topic too taboo on The Fate Show. Voicing our most stunning struggles tears down and breaks through our walls rather than letting them stand in our way. Our stories become our strength, and indeed, we have the power together to change our fate. So let's talk, learn from each other, and see how we're all intertwined more closely than we know. I thank you for tuning in today. I'm with my friend Benny Wiley, Director of Sports Performance for the University of Southern California. Benny, I wanted to start with what are three defining moments for you in your life and career that have truly changed the course of events in your life after they occurred? Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, those are, uh, I mean, that's in it. Uh, I would say the first one was uh, being born. Like I was a preemie. I was two months early. So like I weighed almost four pounds when I was born. So I would say just from an early I mean, as early as you get, uh, I was a little kid. I was a runt. I was, I was always the small kid. And so, uh, being fast, being strong, being tough, being all those things were, uh, just like essential for, uh, just life. And, uh, as I grew up with, um, all my older brothers and cousins and all those kind of things, you know, you kind of figure out how to be strong and fast and how to be agile and all those kind of things. So I would say that would be one. Um, two would be at the age of 14, I started training and, um, I didn't train for, uh, sport or anything like that. Um, I trained because I mean, like I had a pretty rough, uh, upbringing. And so just to, uh, kind of protect my mom, uh, because there was a lot of abuse and things like that in my home. And so to kind of protect my mom was where the strength training kind of like started, um, and then I would say for a third, my college strength coach was a big uh, like mentor and kind of had a lot of effect on me that I saw how much just our relationship, our dynamic, how much that, um, you know, like just really played a big part on me. And I said, I mean, that's cool. Like, I want to do that. I want to have um, impact. I want to affect other people's lives uh, and use like the physical way to do it. But that's just a tool more like a vehicle to get to like someone's soul, you know? So um, I would say those three would kind of nail it down pretty good. Yeah. Well, that's pretty deep with heart and soul. Those three examples, Um, you know, some people I think choose achievements when I ask a question like that. Some choose, you know, family moments. Um, I think yours really speak to what the, the spirit and inspiration for the life you've chosen. And so I, I, I love to hear that. And I, I'm sure a lot of people don't know about that story, especially about your youth. Um, so I'm going to throw in a curveball right away. Cause obviously before these kinds of conversations, we, we always prepare a couple of interesting topics, but I'm curious, how do, how does that upbringing and your experience, how does that form and shape, sort of inform and shape your approach to the whole person and the whole human when it comes to their strength. Um, Near and dear to my heart is the definition of strength and how we've come to think about that. Um, And in a lot of ways, I've, I've sort of feel like we've veered off in a direction that really misguides us when we think about what strength really means. And so love to ask you how, how do you, how is that your upbringing informed the way that you think about being a coach and building strengths for people? 
Yeah, um, I would say you just don't know everyone's uh, story and you don't. And so to actually know that there is a person outside of like athletics, outside of football, outside of being a firefighter, outside of like whatever person walks in the gym, uh, there's a whole different side of them that you may or may not know. And so you have to understand that piece and train them from just like a holistic standpoint. You've got to understand uh, like what really makes them go, what makes them tick, what their motivation is um, or like could be. And so I think having that uh, upbringing that I did, it just like let me know that people are usually a little tougher than you think they are um, or people might have a little more going on than you think they do. And so sometimes the gym is almost like church, you know, I mean, you meet people where they are and you take them on a journey and you go together. You can't have expectations of where you think they should be uh, because that's not it. I mean, when they walk in the door, that's where they are. Um, and you could have the most fit person like on the planet that could go on a great journey with you, or you could have the most unfit person and they go on a journey with you. And those, those are both important to both of those people and not more important to one than the other. Um, you can't tell me there's some like stay at home parent that their fitness journey is not as important as like someone scoring a touchdown, like on a Saturday afternoon. Um, it, it could like literally mean like life or death for that person to be healthy, to be fit, to be strong. Um, and so, you know, when you understand and you place value on everyone's fitness journey, uh, I think that my childhood and my upbringing has kind of helped me with that. Yeah, beautiful insight, I think, for, for all of us in connecting us all. So we're going to circle back around to that. What I want to dig into now is, and what probably everyone really wants to, to know even more is, usually Friday, which is the day we're recording this conversation, is the eve of game day for you. And that's a very mm -hmm. iconic event, at college game day in American culture. And I'm curious, what do you as a coach, what are you doing on the eve of college game day? And what are your players doing to prepare them to consider ready for the fight that's the following morning when they wake up? Sure. Um, I would say Fridays are just iconic and like special all the way back to high school. There's a lot of high school football going on like on Friday nights. I mean, all over the country, you hear about Friday night lights. And so every Friday, I like as well as others, like all of our coaching staff, all of our players, they kind of think about high school football. They think about uh, that same pregame meal that we all ate, which why we had pasta and steak and baked potato or whatever it was, you know, kind of pregame. Um, like on Friday and then getting on the bus, getting on the yellow dog and going on the road or I mean, whatever that was, uh, you think of that Friday night football and that brings back so many great memories and so many um, just kind of little anecdotal type things that you just think about. And so normally on a Friday night now, we are still prepping. We have uh, like practice, we have workouts. Uh, it doesn't stop. We have like recovery. There's, all kinds of things going on all day Friday to prep for that Saturday, uh, like noon game or, you know, two thirty kick, or it could be, 
even a 330, like seven, you know, all those kicks change, like what you do going into, going into Saturday. Um, and so I would say Fridays for us are very special. We're normally at a hotel. We normally travel like as a team, um, like to the hotel and it is the exact same schedule. It doesn't matter for at home on the road at four o'clock that evening starts and it's the same process. It doesn't matter where we are. Uh, so there's a pregame meal or, or uh, like a Friday night dinner that we all go to. There are meetings that we go to on Friday night, um, like usually a pretty early um, like curfew. And then I do room checks on Friday night. So like our strength staff, we go and check every guy and almost almost tuck them in. You know, I mean, it's time to kind of prep and, you know, you see your players doing their kind of routine, you know, whatever that is, uh, kind of winding down, could be on a game, could be watching a game. Uh, I mean, could be stretching, could be doing all kinds of things like on a Friday night. Um, and then we like pop up Saturday morning and I've got several of our key players that like train like on game day. They get up, they get moving around. Um, and that's just part of their routine. Like first thing Saturday morning, they're up, they're moving. Um, I normally get up and run a few miles and all that to get myself going. And so I've got game day miles. And so uh, there's just there's there's just a rhythm to like a Friday and a Saturday. There's a rhythm in almost like your kids, you know, you have this rhythm for your kids and kind of it doesn't matter if you're on vacation or not. There's a rhythm and a cycle to how things go. And so that's kind of what like our Fridays and Saturdays are like. Love that. That's great fun. I think for those of us who are always on the fringe on watching that on TV on Saturday. So another quick curveball, because you mentioned rhythm and it makes me think about ritual and habit. And in I have two little kids um, like you do. And I, I think to myself, you know, anytime I make a schedule for them, write out a schedule in marker and pen on a Saturday morning or on a day off school uh, when I'm trying to work and trying to keep some control and peace in the house. It's always better. They always go back to that and they look at that and it gives them some, it gives them direction and grounding and how important is ritual and habit and rhythm? And how do you think about that in our journey in health and strength when it comes to how people and think about that. Yeah, I think uh, like the superpower or in in life, not just sport and um, like athletics, is being consistent. Uh, most people cannot do the same thing for two days in a row, and so if you talk about being consistent with your routine and your habits, and everyone thinks there's this magic pill to getting in shape and getting strong and getting fast and like losing weight and all those things. If you were just consistent and did a small thing for 30 days in a row or, um, you know, that that's the to me, like the secret, like the superpower to life is what can I do and be consistent with and what habits can I like create that I can duplicate that yield like results. And even sometimes it is a habit that I do that I need to stop doing and those same like consistent ways that I build good habits are the same ways that I take out bad habits. Um, so just being consistent and having a routine and having that rhythm of your, of your week, of your day, of your hour even, um, is really important. 
Yeah, thanks. That's something I'm I'm working on. I know we're both in our 40s and I feel like that's a lifelong journey. So this is a good, like, you know, I feel like we constantly need that reminder. Um, so I wanted to shift now and talk a little bit about how it's possible that the two major initiatives that we're launching this fall with FitFighter are one, our station ready program, which is for the U.S. Fire Service. It's recruiting, training, and uh, field station uh, institutions. And on the other hand, a program called FATE launching next week that is for anyone who wants to step up and learn how to be strong. So I like to say that I don't ever think of myself as a trainer. I think of myself as a teacher. And I think of us as teachers versus trainers, like teachers first. And so that program intends to not just train people and give them great workouts, but truly to teach you the fundamentals of how you're strong now already and how you can become stronger. And I've had a lot of people say, wow, that's a really, it's really unique. It seems like what you're doing is for two completely different types of audiences. So I'd love to have you help me to explain how it is that those are two signature programs that actually have the same foundation. And the extension of that is I, I always get people saying, wow, it's amazing that you have been in the military or I could never be in the military. I could never train like a firefighter. I could never train like an elite athlete or a USC football player. Um, or maybe I just don't think I'm an athlete. I just don't think I was born an athlete. And I'm curious, what would you say to that person in the context of what I described and what the the major work that we are um, rolling out this fall is? Uh, sure. Uh, I would start with, first of all, like life is hard, not sport, not being a firefighter. Um, like life is tough. And if you don't prepare well and prepare often and prepare, uh, I mean, into your 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, I mean, life gets much harder. And so everyone says they're not an athlete, but like, I disagree. Uh, we weren't designed to sit on a couch and we weren't designed to actually even drive a car. We we're designed to run and hunt and like gather and forage and do all those things. So um, I would like disagree with all those people that say they aren't an athlete. Like maybe you weren't designed to be like a football player, but you were designed to move uh, and bend and lift and carry. Um, I mean, maybe you weren't designed to be a golfer, but you, you were certainly like designed to like do things like in a powerful way. Uh, so like the human body was not meant to be um, sedentary, was not meant to be uh, this kind of blob behind a computer. Um, it was meant to be active and uh, vibrant. And so I would, I would just disagree with those people. Um, being an athlete does not mean you like play a sport. Uh, that means that you are active and that even the term being a coach uh, and like you talked about teaching, I take that same term as a coach. Like I'm not a trainer. Uh, I don't count reps. Like I invest in your life. So when you hear the term coach, you it's a term of endearment, you know, uh, or you hear teacher, you know, you hear people that like invested in your life. 
so we're the same way with these two programs. I mean, they are, I mean, one is like specifically like designed for like U.S. fire. There are some things that like maybe the normal like person doesn't have to do and learn how to handle um, hose and ladders and all those kind of things. And so, yeah, but you do need to train for your life. You do need to train to like be able to do like things with your kids. And people always say that, but when, what does that mean? You know, um, like you want to be able to be like a healthy, like resource for your kids to come to and just ask questions and, um, and, and for your grandchildren, you know, what does that mean? Well, like, a, you, no, you're not gonna like play basketball, pick up basketball, like with your grandkids, maybe, but you do want to be able to, uh, go and be active and go see those kids and go visit and have them come visit you and do things outside and all those kind of things. So, um, I would just challenge all those people. Like I like to talk to all those people that say that I want them to come with me. I want to like take them into the gym with me. (laughs) Yeah. Which where I have been. So I agree with that experience. Well, we're going to, I see, I, I'm thinking like we, we need to try, we'll, we'll do that, you know, we'll bring him to the gym, we'll bring him to the, our new studio here. Um, and I, I have a vision for that too. So I'm going to, I'm going to end with us in a similar vein of where I started, which is to think about what moments are you anticipating um, in the upcoming season or can be off season, like be after the season, but say in the next six months like what do you look forward to with anticipation and i'm assuming you're going to interpret the question this way anyway but that that is definitely focused on not like hey a game you know some specific game or it's aftermath but i'd love to really like juicier than that like what's what are the moments that really turn you on um i would start with of course like i want um like i want our season to go well like i want us to have the best possible football season that we can have and not just on the field. I want uh, all my student athletes to uh, graduate. I want them to be great men off the field. I want them to do great things like in our community. So just looking forward to seeing how like successful our team is um, on and off the football field. Um, next, I would say like my boys, I've got twin boys. So they're seniors this year. So they're graduating. So that's a big deal that's coming up. So in you know six months they're moving kind of out of the nest and so just like making sure that we spend like intentional time with them uh as they're growing up and as they're growing out uh would be probably number one of the things in the next six months and then like number two would um like be of course like our football team and and those guys and then i would like to see just kind of where like fitness goes with like Houston fire and uh, where that growth pours into like possibly California here um, then like New York and seeing if we can kind of push those markets and um, like help those, um, those like future firefighters. Yeah. Thanks for, for finishing there. Um, I always like to remind people that the work that we do is always supporting our first responders and their families through the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. And I'm so excited. I wish you could join me, but it's in season. But the upcoming on September 25th is the uh, that morning is the run through the Brooklyn Tunnel to 
honor Stephen Siller and his run to the World Trade Center and Ground Zero um, on that fateful day. And um, he's, it's just, I love honoring first responders through the work that we do. And um, the intimacy of that is just, it's really nice. I like to remind everybody of that as we close out. So thank you for the conversation. I, I'm thinking about my, my parents, I guess their health has been failing this summer and we've been sort of in this end of life chapter with them and, and thinking about like recording nuggets and thoughts and conversations that we have, you know, over, over the days. Um, and so this one feels a little like that, just taking a minute to reflect on like, you know, why, why are we doing this again and make sure that people actually hear that from us. So I appreciate your time and, um, it's just, it's been a pleasure and can't wait for what's ahead. Thank you very much, Sarah. Appreciate it.